0: Welcome back, guys and ghouls, to Riley Hamilton's 31 Days of Halloween, the absolute scariest podcast that you're legally allowed to listen to on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. 31 original spine-tingling tales guaranteed to keep you spooked every single day throughout the month of October. Now you know what I need you to do. I need you to light a bunch of candles, draw a pentagram in your living room made of blood. Tell your wife or your girlfriend or your husband to leave the room because you listen to Riley Hamilton's 31 days of Halloween alone. If your husband asks you what you're doing, tell him you like to have some alone time during the month of October. Now I want you to mentally prepare yourself to get scared because Riley Hamilton's 31 Days of Halloween starts right now. for I got them like on the scene Something like a nightmare Bill Chester didn't need to read his monthly mayor magazine to know that he had been voted worst mayor of the year. If there were seven deadly sins. Then Bill Chester had committed all seven of them. In the article naming him the number one worst mayor, they had compared him to the horrible mayor of Amity Island in Jaws. That was the only comparison they could make because there wasn't a living mayor that he could be compared to. It had all happened on a beautiful Halloween day in 1987. The movie Fatal Attraction was just premiering and it was already making huge bafo bo at the box office in an effort to get everybody excited about the number one movie in the country bill chester had gone to their beautiful movie theater the rialto to take a photo outside of it with the fatal attraction marquee to announce that a good movie was in his town but then as is always the case the worst happened to bill chester when he walked into the Rialto Theater to celebrate this monumental movie coming to their town, he saw a dead body sitting in the center of the theater. A stinking, rotting corpse of a man. Michael Douglas and Glenn Close screamed real, pure screams. They had been in town to promote the movie and were visiting the Rialto Theater with the mayor he was not able to console them they were horrified that he had let a dead body be at the rialto theater when they were there to promote the film they ran out of the room immediately and he never saw glenn close or michael douglas again bill chester immediately tried to control the situation damage control he called his sheriff officer arno To come over immediately and help him with the dead body Arno you've got to get over here there's a dead stinking corpse in the middle of the Rialto theater and I need it out of here like yesterday Bill Chester told officer Arno I just looked like a goddamn fool in front of Glenn Close and Michael Douglas I'll be right there officer Arno said just don't touch the body We need to do forensics on it find out what monster killed him and left him there to rot in a movie theater when the best movie of all time is premiering officer arno said completely frustrated the forensic team arrived just in time followed by officer arno so what's the situation here bill chester officer arno said well to me it looks like a dead body in the middle of the rialto theater And i don't know what to think but i suspect that there's some foul play going on why don't you save the foul play proclamations for me and you go back to governing this goddamn town officer arno said they had sort of a harsh relationship with each other arno turned to one of his officers steve and began to give him the business Steve, I need you immediately ASAP like yesterday. Go into the movie ticket counter booth and talk to whoever is there who was taking tickets to find out who the hell brought in this dead body or who the hell was sitting with him in this theater when the movie was running. I got it, Officer Arno. I'll do just that, Steve said. Steve ran as quickly as he could to where the ticket counter was. They hadn't seen the usher there when they had arrived. But what Steve saw when he got into the little area where the tickets are sold, he was completely shocked. Whoever had been taking tickets that afternoon was sitting there dead as a goddamn doorknob right there in the ticket booth. Steve screamed and then ran as quickly as he could back to Officer Arno. Arno! Arno! The ticket counter boy is dead! The ticket counter boy? Is that little Tony? Nancy's son? Yes! It's Tony! Tony is dead! Poor Nancy, Officer Arno said. She's in for a rough couple of months. Send her an email right away and tell her the news. But we've got a more important fish to fry this dead body in the theater. A double homicide, potentially. So, email her now and then Get back over here and let's start investigating, Officer Arno said. Well, Bill, we've got a major problem here, Officer Arno said. It looks like we've got a classic double homicide. Oh my God, Bill Chester said. He had not dealt with many murders in his time as mayor. He had just been elected the year before and there had only been 20 murders. I have no choice, I guess, Bill Chester said. But to cancel Halloween this year until we find out who did this. Officer Arno gasped, and Steve, his lead officer, dropped the cup of coffee that he was drinking on the ground. A couple more people gasped also. There were some true Halloween lovers there in the Rialto Theater. Stanley and Luke and Samantha and Billy were walking back home after just seeing the best movie they had ever seen in their lives. It was, according to them, a 9 out of 10 on the movie scale in terms of all movies of all time that they had seen. And eventually, if they could have predicted the Rotten Tomatoes score in the future, it would have gotten an 85 to 90% from them. Glenn Close was amazing in it, Luke said. I concur with that, Stanley said, and Michael Douglas, he's amazing. It wouldn't be an erotic thriller without Michael Douglas, Samantha said. I agree with that, Billy said. God, that was an awesome movie. Yeah, it really was. It was about 6 p.m., and the sun was probably about an hour away from setting that Halloween night in Patterson, New Jersey. Do you think that someone will find the dead British man? Luke said. Oh, of course, Luke. Don't worry about that. The minute that the next showing of that movie comes on, it'll be a packed house and there will definitely be someone who notices that dead man," Stanley said, reassuring his nervous friend. I hope he gets a good funeral, Samantha said. He was a pretty decent guy overall. Yeah, I liked him too, Billy said. I mean, from what I know of him based off his death, being in his dead state, Billy corrected himself. Well, what's the plan tonight, gentlemen, Samantha said. Should we go dress up in our Halloween costumes and then meet back in the center of town for Halloween, trick-or-treating? That sounds great to me, Stanley said. Just don't dress up like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles again. We can't have all four of us wearing the same outfit like last year. (laughs) They all laughed. Yeah, that was kind of crazy. Luke had dressed up like Michelangelo. Samantha had dressed up like Donatello. Stanley had dressed up like Leonardo, and then the final boy, Billy, had dressed up like Raphael. I've got an idea, Billy said. Why don't this year we dress like that dead British man and all be dead British men this year in honor of him? Wow, the kid said in assent at what Billy had just said. That was a great idea. That would be fun and also give sort of a tribute to the man that had helped them see their favorite movie of the year. Little did those children know that Bill Chester, their mayor, had just announced that Halloween was canceled. But because of how slow news was back in those days in terms of no cell phones and barely any internet, they didn't know. They wouldn't know until all four of them got back to their respective homes. That was when the news completely shocked them. And the top news story of the night is... Dead British man in Bafo box office smash hit blockbuster, the evening news reporter said. Mayor Chester has announced that Halloween in Patterson, New Jersey is officially canceled until they can figure out who murdered this man. Well, it looks like you and I won't be trick-or-treating tonight, huh, Susie? Well, that's right, Tiny Tim. Halloween is officially canceled. No one can go out and have fun on Halloween. I'm Tiny Tim, and I'm Susie, and we're signing off for tonight evening news sleep well everyone we'll see you tomorrow did you hear that stanley tiny tim and susie said that halloween's been canceled tonight because of a murder oh my gosh how horrible stan didn't know what to say to his mother he was not accustomed to lying straight to her face in fact he had never had to do it before but he lied like the devil right then yeah i have no clue what's going on mom with this whole halloween nonsense and the murder Stan said well that's good to know his mom said just then the house phone started to ring 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 oh I'll get it honey his mom said no mom I'll, I'll get it I can get the phone uh, Stanley's residence Stanley answered Stan it's Samantha did you just hear the news yeah I just did tiny Tim and Susie were on TV right when I got home Halloween is officially canceled because of the murdered dead body we have to tell Billy and Luke Do you mind patching them in on your end? Sure, Stan said, and then he pressed a number that would allow him to dial another phone number. And then, once that phone picked up, he then did it to patch another one in. And soon, Luke and Billy were on the same line as him and Samantha. All right, go ahead, Stan. Tell them the news, Samantha said. Right then, Stan's mom walked in the room. Well, I just wanted to get you all on the phone to tell you that uh, you guys are my best friends, Stan said. Oh, that is so sweet, honey, Stan's mom said. Okay, I guess I'll tell them the news, Stan. And then Samantha did. The mayor canceled Halloween because they found our dead British man in the movie theater, Samantha said. Oh, no, Luke said. I'm going to be in trouble. We're all going to be in trouble, Billy said. Not just you, but me, Stan, and Samantha as well. Billy's right, Stan said. We're all in double dog shit here. Stan felt so mad that he could curse. And he did. I think we've got to tell the mayor what happened, Luke said. Not just for us, but for everyone who wants to celebrate Halloween tonight. Good plan, dipshit, Stan said, employing more cursing. Yeah, that's exactly what we should do, dipshit, Samantha said. They both were calling Luke a dipshit. Guys, guys, that's enough. Luke is not a dipshit, Billy said. He's got a point. What else are we going to do? If we don't tell the mayor that this isn't a serial killer running rampant all throughout town, then we're going to lose Halloween this year, my favorite holiday, because of the candy. Stan looked at his mother, who was sitting in the living room. She was reading the newspaper and had a smile on her face. She saw that Stan was looking at her, and she smiled at him. The warm smile of a loving mother. Stan smiled back. There's got to be some other way, Stan said. I can't let my mother know that I snuck into a rated R movie with a dead British man. She told me never to watch a rated R movie until I turned 18 and I promised her I would. Please, there's got to be another way." Okay, Billy said. We don't have to tell. Let's figure out something else that we can do. As the children were figuring out a way to not take accountability for what they had done that afternoon, Officer Arno was investigating the crime scene. Listen up gentlemen and ladies, we have two dead bodies at the crime scene. We have a 50 year old approximately drunk British man who died, the autopsies got him at he died two days ago, and then we have a freshly dead usher who we can't figure out how the heck this guy died. Autopsy team, is there anything that you can figure out from your forensics? no we're stumped officer arno we do not know how this guy died the usher but we do know how the british guy died oh my god that's amazing what was it he died of being a drunk the forensic team said he has rum all over his lips and when we were able to dig into his stomach there was a big belly full of rum in there too and he stinks like rum so We have no choice but to deduce the fact that, in all likelihood, 99% chance, this was a rummy who died a drunkard's death. A drunkard's death, huh? Officer Arno said. God damn. I can't believe it. So, he wasn't murdered. Well, actually, no. We can't say that for sure. It's possible that he was forced to drink that rum. No man that we know of could possibly want to drink that much rum. The amount of rum that was in his stomach but you said he was british right officer arno said not even a british guy would want to drink that much rum it's an insane amount i'm telling you something stinks like fish up here the forensic team leader said well that's my favorite kind of case officer arno said because if it stinks like fish then i can shoot him down like fish in a barrel he said and then everyone applauded back at stan's house stan was just finishing The best plot for how they could get Halloween back on track and take some of the heat off of them for the dead British man in the theater. He told them and his three friends were stunned. God, that's genius, Luke said. I got to hand it to you, Stan. Normally, you're a total dingbat, but that's the perfect plan. Okay, guys, thank you so much for the encouragement. I'm going to call the sheriff's office now. Wish me luck. Don't forget to call from a payphone, Billy said. Oh my god, good point, I will. Thanks, Billy. And don't forget to, um, not be so nervous, Luke said. I'm not nervous, Luke. That's you. Stan hung up. Mom, I had to do something really quick at the payphone down the street. I'll be right back. But honey, honey, didn't you hear? There's a serial killer out on the loose. The mayor is closing down everything. There's no Halloween. Mom, I know what you mean, but it's urgent. I have to call my teacher to tell them that I missed a question on my pop quiz today and I want to get the point for it." Oh my god, that's my Stan, a total goody two-shoes who would never do anything wrong. Alright, Stan, but come back immediately. If you don't come back in 10 minutes, I'm calling the cops. Stan's mom said, Okay, Mom. Stan shot out of the house like a bat shot right out of hell, and he immediately ran to the payphone that he knew was just a couple blocks away from his home. He quickly dialed his favorite three numbers in all of numerical uh, number lineups. nine one one. Hello, this is the sheriff's office. Someone answered immediately. What's your emergency? My only emergency is why can't I get a good cup of tea here? Excuse me, what's that, sir? What did you say? What's the emergency? I said, my only emergency is where the heck can a British guy get a cup of tea around here? Well, I wouldn't know, sir. I'm not British, but you don't use this number for a non-emergency. Oh, you want an emergency then, Stan said, laying up his British accent extra thick while he enticed this 911 operator. How about the emergency of I killed the British man that you all found in the theater today? The 911 operator started to record the call. Why don't you say that again, she said no problem i'll say it again right now that british bloke and me got in a huge brawl over that big jug of rum that he had on him and i killed him and i would do it again too if i could uh, do it again stan said but you'll never find me ever in a million years because i'm never where someone living would be i'm amongst the dead you see and that is why You will never find me. And then Stan hung up the phone as quickly as he could. Um, hello, sir? Are you still there? Are you still there, sir? No, the line went dead. But she had what she needed. She was about to solve the case of the century. Officer Arno, Officer Arno, there's an urgent fax coming in from the sheriff's office for your eyes only, one of the cops said. We'll deliver it here immediately, Officer Arno said. Cause I want that thing yesterday. Okay, it's coming in right now. And then the fax machine blurted out a little piece of paper that went straight into Officer Arno's hands. It read, "I think there is a British man who killed the your British man. Stop. He was British and dialed nine one one and said he would go where the living can't go. Stop. I think." He means the McDaniels Cemetery. Stop. He said he will be there in 30 minutes. Stop. Grab your guns and meet us there. Stop. The end. You know what my favorite thing about shooting fish in a barrel is? Officer Arno asked the other cops that were in the theater when they're fried fish. And everybody applauded again. Luke, Billy, Samantha, and Stan had snuck out of their house for 10 minutes each. Luke had told his father that he was going to go to the bathroom and to not enter at any point, And so then he ran out of the bathroom window. Billy had also pulled the same bathroom excuse and then he went out his window. Samantha had said that she'd be studying and doing homework up in her room and she locked her door and then she went out her bedroom window. And Stan had the excuse that he was still completing his payphone phone call. So, they were out, and as quickly as they could, they ran to the McDaniel Cemetery, where they had told the sheriff's office to meet them in 30 minutes. Oh my god, oh my god, this is crazy, Luke said. I can't believe I'm doing this. I'm afraid I'm going to get grounded. The only thing that's going to get grounded tonight is the dead British man when they bury him to rest, because us three and me, Stan, are going to have the best Halloween night ever. Now come, let's go to the cemetery Terry, as quickly as we can. Samantha tell me you brought it i did i brought a lot of it samantha said they finally arrived at the mcdaniel cemetery after running as fast as they could billy had a little bit of trouble obviously but he was able to get there just in time just like them luke give me the shovel you brought okay here it is don't break it I won't, I'm just gonna shovel stuff with it, Stan said. And then he used the shovel to start to dig up a dead body from its grave. Once he got about six feet down, he saw a coffin and he immediately opened it and took out one of the dead corpses from inside of it. It was easy. This one was really, really old and it had probably been there for years. He took out the corpse as quickly as he could and set it out on top of the grass. Okay, Samantha, bring me the dynamite. And she did. She had her father's dynamite because he worked in construction. She taped a bunch of explosive dynamite all over the corpse. And then fastened it tight so that it would stay on him. Is that going to be enough? Billy said. Oh yeah, Samantha said. This thing will blow this dead body to smithereens. Now Luke, go to that British pub and come back as quick as you can. Got it. I'll go to the British pub right now. And then Luke ran off to the British pub that was just across the street. Billy was the most scientifically minded of the children, so he dealt with the fuse. He tied the wires together, and then reeled out a long enough fuse so the kids would have enough distance from their terrible actions. In addition to the phone call, Stan had one other duty that he pulled off without a hitch. He grabbed a big gigantic jug of rum that his dad was saving for a special day, and he started to pour out the rum all over this dead corpse. Do you think that's enough? Stan asked. No way. The other British guy corpse was so much drunker with rum than this. Pour all of it out. Oh, my dad's going to be so mad. It's worth it, Stan. Don't you want to save Halloween? I do. And so Stan dumped out all of his dad's special rum all over the corpse. Right then, Luke got back with a big steaming basket of fish and chips from the British pub. Okay, put it in the corpse's mouth, Stan said. So they shoved some of the fish and chips in that corpse's mouth. Wait, "'Wait, wait, wait, save some,' Stan said, "'and then he took about half of the fish and chips "'that had not gone into the corpse's mouth "'and pressed it up against the corpse's body. "'He squished it in so that the fried fish "'and some of the fries went all over the corpse's body, "'and now the corpse smelled perfect, "'a mixture of high-potent rum and very dank fish and chips.'" "'All right,' Billy said. "'He looks good to go. He stinks to high heaven. "'Let's go around the corner and then we can light the fuse.'" "'Wait!' Samantha said." Shovel some of the dirt back on top of that grave. They can't think that this was a corpse robbing. God damn it if you aren't right, Samantha. Thank you so much. So Stan quickly ran over to the gravesite and shoveled some of the grave dirt back into the hole. It looked great. He patted it down, and this grave was good to go again. Like new. Then the four best friends ran around the corner and waited. It was perfect timing, because then they heard the sirens of the Patterson, New Jersey police. Stan looked at his best friends, Billy, Luke, and Samantha. I just want to thank you guys for always being my best friends, Stan said. Do you think that we'll stay best friends forever? I do, Samantha said. And me too, Luke said. You've got my vote for that, Billy said. And then they all hugged. Right as the hug was commencing, Officer Arno got out of his cop car right in front of the cemetery. Are you ready guys? Stan said. Yes, they all said. Then let's all push the button together. Three, two, one. And they pushed it. There was an intense flash of light and then the ground shook everywhere near them. The noise was the loudest they had ever heard and This explosion would be the biggest in Patterson, New Jersey history. Dirt and gravestones broke into pieces and showered the surrounding area. And mixed in with all of those cemetery pieces were little bits of fish and chips and also a big explosion of rum droplets. Officer Arno fell straight back onto his keister and then a couple other cops followed. They were blown back by the explosion. Stan and Billy and Luke and Samantha all high-fived and giggled behind one of the cemetery stones in the far back. Quiet, guys, quiet, Stan said. I want to hear what Officer Arno says, okay? They listened as Officer Arno panicked, got on his walkie. Uh, Bill, Officer Arno for Bill, Chester, I think you're going to want to come down here to the cemetery. And when I say you're going to want to come down here, I mean get here yesterday. Before the mayor could get to the cemetery, Stan and Samantha and Luke and Billy were all able to slyly get out of the cemetery without being seen. They were little kids after all. When Bill arrived, he was pretty shocked. This, combined with the double homicide, was a big deal for him as mayor. And he had been getting so much goddamn flack for trying to shut down Halloween just because of it. But now there was an explosion in his city, the city he was sworn to protect as mayor. So this was about as bad as it gets for him. Our serial killer is still out on the loose and now he's bombing cemeteries, Bill Chester said to officer Arno. But then just as quickly as he had said that, a little piece of fish and a little piece of chip fell and splattered right down on Bill Chester's face and then when he looked up to see what the heck that was a little droplet of rum landed on his tongue fish and chips he said as he pulled a gloop of it off of his face and a little taste of rum Bill Chester said that's right officer Arno said he had also gotten face planted with a little bit of fish and a little bit of chip and he had also had a little spritz of rum splashed in his face yep it looks like we found our culprit Officer Arno said. The British serial killer who reported the crime that he had done it went to the cemetery and blew himself up. Wow, Bill Chester said. So he, in essence, caught himself. Just like a fish getting caught for a basket of fish and chips, Officer Arno said. And then he hugged Bill Chester. The nightmare that had started one hour before was over. The sound of the explosion had caused a few nearby neighbors to peek out of their houses. One woman, Old Beth, peeked her little old head out of her door at Bill Chester and Officer Arno. She was dressed up like the Bride of Frankenstein. I couldn't help but overhear that you said the culprit has been caught, Old Beth said. Our murderer is absolutely DOA, dead on arrival. Well, that's nice. Thank you, Officer Arno. But Bill, does that mean that that Halloween is back on? Bill thought about this for a second and couldn't see why the heck not. That's right, old Beth. Halloween is back on. And then the other neighbors who had been nosily listening peeked their heads out as well. They were all dressed up as other various scary things. And they started cheering. That was when a little boy, Tiny Tim, walked over to Officer Arno and Bill Chester. He had a copy of the Monthly Mayor magazine. As soon as he walked up to Bill Chester, he held out the magazine that had Bill Chester's face right on the cover under the words, Worst Mayor in the World, and Tiny Tim ripped it in half. I love you, Bill, Tiny Tim said and then he went back into his house. The torn in half magazine floated up into the wind and there it would join the bits of cemetery dust and fish and chips and rum. Halloween had been saved in Patterson, New Jersey, but no one knew who to thank. No one could have suspected that four kids who were just now coming out of their homes dressed up like four unique Ninja Turtles had saved Halloween and they could never tell anyone. But we're heroes, Luke said. Yeah, it kind of feels weird, Billy said. Stan and Samantha laughed. Not everyone gets to be praised for being heroes, Samantha said. It was something that she had just learned now. Not everyone can be like the Ninja Turtles where they're famous everywhere. We are the only people who can know we did a good thing and that should be enough stan agreed with samantha what a nice thing to say and then they set out each one of them to have the best halloween ever the end everyone that was the final story of riley hamilton's 31 days of halloween i want to thank you so much for listening to every single one of these stories and i hope i kept you completely spooked all throughout the month of october i have come to love you all so much every single listener and i hope that you love me too If you could find it in your heart to Venmo Me Money, I would love it, and I'd probably buy a PlayStation 4. Orson Welles once said, Life is all but a stage, and we are its players. And I couldn't agree more. I felt like that this entire month. And now, it's Halloween. Halloween night. And I want you all to have the most beautiful Halloween ever together telling spooky stories and eating candy maybe put on a scary movie whatever it is i just want you to know that riley hamilton loves you and wants you to have the best halloween of all time and i just decided that i'll do this again next year so i'll see you in the year 2021 and maybe just maybe you'll get a spooky sort of feeling at some point not in October, and you'll listen back to my podcast. Goodbye, everyone. And here's to another spooky Halloween. Goodbye. When so and man is the hour it was so sweet How did it get so sour i